Welcome to the Vegas Voice Podcast Network. The Vegas Voice, the voice for your health, wealth, and good times, and Nevada's most powerful senior media resource. I'm John the Announcer, and happy to introduce the various Vegas Voice segments and interviews that you can also find in our magazine, on our websites, and YouTube channel. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy listening to the Vegas Voice. Hello again, everybody. This is Dan Roberts, and we're going to start the Hollywood Memories podcast. So let's just, that was just a rehearsal the first couple of seconds. Let's try it again. If I don't hit the right buttons, it doesn't work. So with my apologies and my stupidity, let me introduce my favorite columnist, and that is Miss Beverly Washburn from Hollywood Memories, and you get to introduce our special guest. Beverly, go ahead. I'm done now. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. You're so funny. Um, hi, everybody. Thanks for listening. This is our very first podcast, so it's a work in progress As right you can now. tell, yeah. But we're having fun, which yeah. is what counts. And I'm so happy today because we have as our special guest a little girl. Well, she's not so little anymore. She's all grown up. <laughs> but uh, you remember her from countless movies and TV shows and uh, I'm sure you all remember the very famous and uh, well-renowned movie Houseboat, starring Cary Grant and Sophia Loren. And Mimi Gibson was the little girl in it. And she's done numerous other things, which we'll talk about. But I'm excited to have her as our guest today because she's one of my dearest friends, and I love her, and I'm so happy. Thank you for being here, Mimi. Thank you, Beverly. I love you back. Yeah, listen, and I, I thank both of you for your patience, because I would have walked out of here about 10 minutes ago. So let, let me do this, if I may. Uh, Where's maybe, the alcohol? Yeah, I know. <laughs> maybe let me start. I, at the last time you were here, we had a pot, uh, uh, I'm sorry, a video on YouTube in which you described yourself as starting in co this career while you were just a child, less than a child, because you were a calendar girl. Talk a little bit about that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when I was about 18 months, my mom took me around to uh, photographers, which was unheard of in that day. You didn't just walk in to photographers and say, hi, here we are. And, um, but it was kids and animals. They were, calendars were the gift that businesses gave to their customers. And it usually was um, just all kinds of children with all kinds of animals. And that was what was the fad then. And I liked animals. I wasn't afraid of them. And so they started using me. And for six years, I was the number one calendar girl in the United States. And one of my calendars was with Lassie. And that was, I think, the 1953, mm -hmm. oh my God, <laughs> calendar of the year. And it's adorable. I'm in a little cowgirl outfit. And I've got my arm around Lassie. And it's just a, a darling. I, I have it blown up. Uh, large in my house, and uh, and I 
like looking at it even now. Yeah. It's adorable. I have a mug with her picture on it. That is, she is cuter than Shirley Temple. Really adorable. And, and Beverly, you also started as a child, but you also did modeling too, didn't you? I did, but not to the extent that Mamie did. I mean, she was famous for her modeling. And I'm a few years old, well, several years older than Mamie, so... Couple. <laughs> Thank you. I wish. Um, but um, I, I'm just so excited because we knew of each other, but we didn't audition for the same roles because I was several years older than she was. But we've reunited in the last couple of years, and um, we've just established this beautiful friendship, and um, it's just really wonderful to be back in each other's lives. You know, and, and I spoke to you, Beverly, about the transition from modeling to movies. Mm -hmm. Mimi, how were you able to do it? Oh, uh, just a, an agent saw me and said to my mom, you want to put her in the movies? And, and mom said, yeah. <laughs> and... and did you have any concerns about I mean, you were a couple of years old. I was two and a half years old. I had no, no nothing. <laughs> no say in the matter at I, that age. <laughs> was it, did you find it fun? Did you realize you were working? Was it playtime? How did, how did both of you take it? Oh, for me, I'll go first. Okay. Excuse maybe. me, Beverly, while I push you out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, uh, I, I just um, did what I was told to do. I was a good little girl, and I didn't know anything. I, I'd never done it before, and they were nice to me. And uh, so I did a movie, uh, Corky of Gasoline Alley. I played Clovia. That was a comic strip at that time. And I had a couple of lines, and, and I worked with another little boy who played my brother. His name was Rudy Lee. And um, we got along fine with each other, and it was fine. It, everybody was nice. And, and when you're a little kid, little teeny kid, it, what matters is whether people are nice to you or not. And so it was never a problem. Beverly, how about yourself? When, when you had lines to do, a, you had to memorize them. You just couldn't just shout them out. You had to act and do it. Was it difficult? Was it part? Was it gamemanship? What, it, it, what was, was it? it was really fun because from the very get-go, I had a vivid imagination. And my best friend, Joni, who lived down the street, we were six years old. We're still friends today. And we used to pretend that we were um, a movie star. She pretended that she was Jane Powell, and I pretended that I was Debbie Reynolds, and we had these imaginary boyfriends, much like yeah. now. Yeah. No, just kidding. <laughs> and um, so um, when I had an agent and went to audition for roles, they'd have me pretend that I was somebody else. So for me, it, it was just fun because it kind of helped fulfill my imagination of being somebody else. And maybe let me ask you, you started, I mean, even younger than Beverly. Was there ever a time that you had to do a scene where you, you just didn't want to do it? No. Really? It, you never had a problem with that? Well, one time. Well, we're not going to no. talk about okay. that. Okay. <laughs> but but, but you, you never had a, a situation where a director told you to do it this way, and you know what, you're, you're three, four, five years old. I don't want to do it that way. Oh, gosh, no. I would have never said that. I was a very compliant child. I, if you told me to do something, I'd do it. I, you know, if it would 
have been scary, I I would have had to double think it. I mean, I did Monster that challenged the world, but it wasn't scary. It was more funny yeah. than it was scary because you saw all the workings of the creature done by the prop man, and so nothing was scary at that time uh, because you're participating in the in the feature, whatever it is. And Beverly, same thing with you. You never had a situation where, as a child, that doing Shane or Old Yellow, you said, no, I don't, this scene doesn't work, or I don't like doing this. Um, there was only one show that I did that I was petrified, and that was a TV show called Fury with um, Bobby Diamond. And I played a little brat, and at one point I... Um, I fall off a cliff, and, of course, Fury comes to the rescue. Well, they had a little person uh, on the set dressed um, in the same costume that I was wearing uh, with a wig and everything, and she got up on top of the... They had, a like, a fireman's net and then a fake mountain on the set, and she was to jump off, and she got up there and refused to do it, and so they asked me to do it. And looking... I was petrified. But I, it was kind of like I didn't want to let them down. And my mother came over and she said, it's up to you. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. And then the welfare worker came over and said, you don't have to do this. But in my mind, I didn't want to let them down because the director was kind of needling me to do it. He said, if, I, if my little girl, my daughter was here, she'd do it and it would be really fun. <laughs> Really, it was because it would have stopped the production because yeah. the scene had to take place where I fall and then fall into the fireman's net. But it looks on TV like I'm falling off a cliff where Fury finds me. And um, he said, you know, if you don't do it, it's going to hold up the production, and which he probably shouldn't have said to a child. <laughs> but um, so I was petrified, and I looked down, and, you know, there's these men, you know, the crew holding this, like, a trampoline-type thing net for me to jump into. And I had to do that. And I did it, but that was something that I was petrified to It do. was one take, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, Mimi, going, going back to you, I mean, your career, you mentioned that you did Playhouse 90. You did live TV where everybody had to be prepared, on the spot, no mistakes. How old were you when you started doing that? Oh, I was probably about six. And again, it was, Live TV was my favorite. You loved doing it. it absolutely. And it was because you couldn't make a mistake. Because you had to step up to the plate. You had to be every bit as good an actor as everybody else was, all the adults. You had to say your line in time. You had to say it correctly. There was no flubs or you'd be out. Out. <laughs> and and it, it, it never phased you? I liked it. It was exciting. It was the most exciting. It it was the most exciting thing I've ever done in my life. And she really. was so good at it. She really was. She was an amazing child actress. And and how about this? When you did the Playhouse ninety and you did everything correctly, what about the other actor and the actors, uh, actresses? Did they ever screw up? And you look at it and say, "Oh my God, this guy's horrible. This gal's horrible." No, no. Everybody, you were picked very carefully and all the other actors 
we all knew what was expected of us. I mean, I worked with Art Carney. I worked with, uh, uh, you know, Piper Laurie. I worked with all kinds of Dana Winters, uh, wonderful, wonderful actors that were just fabulous. And, and Beverly, I know you did a live segment. You mentioned it about I did a Playhouse preg- 90, and there was a huge mistake. Yeah, talk a little Ooh. bit about that. Well, yeah. it went on live, as Mimi was talking about. They didn't even have a tape delay back then. We just went on. You get one shot. You don't get any do-overs, no second takes. And it was, um, it was an episode about um, unwed mothers. And this one actress was in her role during the course of the show she delivers her baby so of course it was a doll you know wrapped up so when she comes down the stairs having you know supposedly given birth she's holding this doll and she was wearing these really high heels and the director said I don't want you to wear those heels because you might trip and she said no it helps me get into my character because that that's something I would do. And he said, but we're not going to see your feet. And she said, no, I have to do that because it, it will help me. Because as this character, I would be wearing high heels. So they went round and round. And she said, okay, I won't wear them. So we did a dress rehearsal, and she wasn't wearing them. Then we do the, the real show, and she comes down holding this doll wrapped in a blanket, supposedly her newborn, and she was wearing her high heels, <laughs> and she tripped. And the doll went flying. And this was a very well-renowned, respectable show, Playhouse 90. And the cameraman was very quick. I mean, he quickly turned it away, but it was too late. And then the director was absolutely livid afterward because this was a very, you know, well-respected show. And here she comes down and the baby goes flying. Baby's flying through the yeah. air, huh? And so I don't think she ever worked again after oh that. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it was sad. I felt so sorry for her, but she went against what the director told her. You know, and, and it just shows you how time has gone from one end to another. Here you are talking about live TV. Mm-hmm. You're talking about modeling with Lassie. <laughs> and yet now we have something called YouTube, and there's a new YouTube concerning you, Mimi. Talk a little bit about that. Oh, well, I, I'm i not an actress and haven't been an actress for like 50 years. But I have a friend who's a filmmaker. Uh, he's a darling young na- man. His name is Anthony Booth. And he decided to do a love story as a short with older people. You know, that's very rare. Uh, for Valentine's Day. And so he said to me, would you be willing to do this story? And I said, of course. And um, because I was doing it with my friend Miles Kruger. Anybody needs to know who Miles Kruger is, look him up. You'll be amazed. He's 87. He remembers everything. He remembers what he was doing in 1936, for crying out loud. It's adorable. We watched it the other night. It's very sweet. I hope people will tune in. And before we go, I want to also mention Mimi's book because it's delightful. I mean, it's wonderful, fast reading. You won't be able to put it down, and it's available on Amazon. Yeah, and it's called Working Kid. Yes, and the short is called Miles and Mimi. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, just, it's just very nice. It's amazing how you ladies have such a 
fabulous, fabulous career. You should both be very proud doing it. Thank you. Oh, thank you. We are, and we're blessed, and we're very grateful, and we're also proud of each other, which is really nice. And you ended up friends, which yeah. is even the best part. <laughs> I can't show you the hugging on the uh, podcast. There's lots of hugging. Lots of it. Anyway, <laughs> Mimi, I thank you so much for putting up with me for this podcast. <laughs> uh, Beverly, as always, I thank you. Oh, and thank you. I'd like to have you back on again once I know how to work all the buttons and everything. <laughs> Details. Details is correct. So anyway, I thank you both very much. And thank this you, is Dan. Dan Roberts with Beverly Washburn for Hollywood Memory saying that we will hopefully see you again next time. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Mimi. Thank you, listeners. Thank you.